You're listening to Stonecast, curling in the Twin Cities with Jordan Wickland and Christopher Listening. If you want to send us feedback, go to our website, stonecast.rocks. Click on the About Us button and fill out the form to send us a message. Sitting in the parking lot at the St. Paul Curling Club with a legacy member who has seen it all. International bond spiels, Olympians hiding in basements, everything. Seen it all, done it all, been around the horn, sailed the seven seas. I'd like to welcome Brad Claussen to our podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Huzzah! I've only curled 20 years, so it's not... When are you going to get good? Every year. Well, we stop dropping anchor and just learning to throw a rock. Learn to throw a rock. You know, it's not, it's a results-oriented game. So, it, you know, you can have a pretty delivery, but if the rock doesn't get to the spot, it don't matter how pretty your throw is. So. Let's get this out of the way right away. What do you think about decks? He asked us to ask you this. Well, he asked me to ask you what you think about decks because, oh, they don't like me. I like decks. I like decks. I, I like cool. decks. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. Well, he's a good judge of character around here. So yeah. if Dex likes you, you're a likable person, you're which in, is I nice. Think. Yeah, you're it. Yeah. And Dex, if you didn't listen to uh, Marin's pod, we'd like to thank you again. We we asked, can we do this out here on Sheet 9? Beautiful night in St. Paul. And wasted nary a moment saying yes, be happy to help. Yeah. No, Dex is a great guy. He's great. He's ambassador of the club. He's been here forever. Mm-hmm. I have so many things to talk to you about. That's why I'm doing it with a cookie stuffed in my mouth. I am experienced my first St. Paul Curling Club board meeting. Can you tell me how Tim is running the meetings? Is he doing a good job? Are they like an hour and a half, hour, ten minutes? Uh, Tim, too, is uh, he's only had one meeting, so you really can't judge a person's performance on just the one time. At least, that's what I hope the girls think. Yeah. But, uh... <laughs> yes. <laughs> hey ho, singer. But no, uh, it's a learning curve, and it's always that's the one issue with our board. It's always revolving. There's such a rotation where it's like I take care of my two years, and then make sure the place doesn't burn down, and then okay, oh, I can relax and stuff like that. And so, so you're you're treasurer, correct? Secretary, secretary, secretary. Incorrect. Sorry, excuse me, secretary. Brad, take a letter. You're secretary. No, correct. I don't. It's not a, it's not a business secretary. It's secretary of the board. Secretary like, of state. Yeah, but I thought you said that Dex was the secretary of state of the club. No ambassador. ambassador. He's the ambassador. Yeah. Well, how the, many people are in their board meetings? You go in that tiny little room up there, and there's how many people? Ten, twelve. Well, there's the president, vice president, secretary, and treasurer, plus nine board members. Plus the ex officio, which is the old. So fifteen sounds like fourteen. Plus guests, and usually we have general manager, an ice maker, representatives from Karen Lassie's, the Bonnies, or if the mixed representative would ever decide to show up. When was that? When was there a meeting I was supposed to be at? Yeah. See, I don't get these emails. What, what is it supposed to be? You pot, how many how many uh, board members have you interviewed and never asked when the oh. meetings were? Yeah. Well, that was before I was officially thrust upon. Well, I hope I wasn't thrust upon, but uh, 
No, I need to. I had a. Uh, I had a rather stressful spring. I got to get on top of that. Yeah, and now he's it's having all a, working out. Though. He's having a baby. That won't be stressful. That won't be stressful. No, it's not stressful at all. It just you won't be able to curl. So was this board meeting that you just had? Was it? Um, did it have the the new board members on it? Yes. How'd they do? Good. Well, it's always. Uh, it was meet and greet. Okay, I do this. I do that, and. I feel like we have a vested interest in the board because we, we interviewed all the winners. That's because you interviewed everybody, so you're pretty inevitable. But yeah. we, we still got them all, though. Yeah, yeah. you got them. Yeah, you we nailed six them. and three and one and by two four. Out of, two out of the three had margaritas in my living room. I can uh, actually attribute, maybe because of these podcasts, that we got more votes this year than any other year that I've run the election as a secretary. So You want to hear something terrible? So the day, you might have been here, the day I turned my ballot in, I biked from my office one block north of Target Field on a one of those like really hot uh, late April days, and I came across the city, it was Friday, and it was the last day to get your ballot in, and I, I was like, oh, I was exhausted, I was sweaty, I was gross, I was in my bike shorts, I was super hot for the ladies. And anyway, so I locked the bike up, I strolled in, I looked like hell. Dex said, you look like you could use a beer. I'm like, great, lay it on me. He goes, you got your ballot? I said, got my ballot. That's why I came over here, turned the ballot in. He asked me who I voted for, you know, if I was comfortable asking him. I told him who. Then he said, who else? And I, <laughs> and I, and I said, what? He goes, yeah, you get, you got to, there's three. You got to vote for three. Oh, yeah. And, and said, then it's invalidated. I if said, you don't. what? <laughs> he said, yeah, it's just, what are you doing? You only filled out one? It says bites across the city, Dex. I can't read. What do you? Come you on, could man. Borrow a pen. What? Borrow a pen and re- write write in two more votes. I already turned the ballot in. You handed it to him. See, it was in the box. Dex, done. It's in the it box. Is done. There's actually no lock in the box, which kind of bothers me a little bit. But isn't that the name of like a hamburger joint? Lock in the box, or is Jack it a Justin box. Timberlake uh, deal? I'd like to change subjects a little bit. Your Wausau Modified Rules came up in a podcast, and I must say that watching you curl, several times I've been next to you, and you look like you have a really fun time curling. Can you explain what the Wausau Modified Rules, and where did they come from? You must have, you're a three-generation curler, so they must have been handed down generation to generation. I think it was just handed over on a bond spiel where some people, I curl on uh, Tuesdays with uh, Mike O'Neill and Mike Davis and uh, Steve Pater, and we play, the one week we play against my brother's team, we play the modified Wausau, and I guess one time, I wasn't there, but some of those guys played in Wausau where in the odd ends, there was no skips, no sweeping. And everyone else is on the other side of the glass, enjoying a cocktail, talking about why is he throwing that shot. So they call it modified Wausau, because in the first end we play normal, and then after that we play no skips. No skip, no sweep, and the odd end's going away. Which is which I prefer, because then I don't have to depend on my teammates. I just I throw the rock, and then it goes where it's supposed to go. I don't have to worry about them. Broom, sweeping. No, I just throw it there. They usually mess your shots up? Yes. Yeah, you eliminate... You eliminate the interference from your teammates and just go right for the results you're looking for. You must have been really frustrated curling with me in the Goodwill then. 
Oh, no, you're good. Well, he was, yeah, with those pants, it's a little bright. It was a little, a little distracting. Bright. Tell me about your speed skating career. Oh, it was pretty brief. My brother and sister played er, speed skated before me, and then I got into it. Your brother, Scott? Yep, brother Scott and Peggy, and uh, she ended up being an Olympian speed skater. What? That's amazing. What else? What, you also were a, uh, I heard you were an offensive lineman. Yep, high school football. If I, uh, like, say if Jordan was standing right behind you, do you think that you could prevent me from tackling him? Oh, yeah. Would you want to? Yep. <laughs> it's not about size. It's Now? All... <laughs> you think you could stop me now? Yep. Really? Let's get Scott to come from out there and video to there? this. No, you have to imagine that he's standing behind you. Oh, yeah. Like, you're, like, say we're over there and you're standing behind and, you know, I have to take 10 seconds because that's, you know, 10 seconds because he's not going to be able to throw the ball in 10 seconds because he's, you know, a little slow. If he has the ball, I would yell, go right as I'm pushing you all the way to the left. <laughs> you couldn't even catch me. What makes you think I didn't play football? I don't know. Did you play football? Well, no, but you just assumed <laughs> you I could didn't. run. You can run away true. from danger. What do you think about? What did you think about that controversy about the Minnesota Vikings stadium and their uh, killing all the birds? Oh, the not safe for bird glass. Yeah, bird, I, bird well, I, figure, I figured it was good for the feral cats because they could just sit at the bottom of the stadium waiting for the birds to slide down, and it's they're fed. I mean, Why, there, um, there's no hungry feral cats. They just hang around the bottom. And they clean it up. No muss, no fuss. Are there a lot of feral cats in Minneapolis, downtown Minneapolis? I don't think I don't so. Know. I see a lot of I dead saw birds. Lot, I saw a lot when I was in Puerto Rico, but yeah. I don't know about Minneapolis. Yeah. Man. When did you go to Puerto Rico? I went to Puerto Rico five, six years ago for a wedding. Did you go to the uh, Bicardi factory? No, but I converted to drinking Bicardi because the first bar I was at, I'm like, yeah, I used to drink Captain all the time. Oh, yeah. yeah. All the Captain diet. I got a really funny, oh, that's right. Oh, can I have a Bacardi diet? Oh, yeah. Okay. Here you go. They're so then, very different, though. You drink the Bacardi, the white rum. Yeah. Which I think doesn't add a strong of a flavor. I mean, like, Captain is very strong. It's sweeter. It's got the caramel. You yeah. Get... And the brown, the brown, I drink the Bacardi gold up at our cabin quite a bit. I like rum. Rum is good. A year ago uh, at the uh, Winter Carnival team we were playing made a big show of bringing out a, a kraken rum like the black rum. i like oh. kraken and then none of them touched it and my father-in-law happened to be like in town that night and that year i curled with my wife and her sister and uh her sister's fiance so it's this great family team and don couldn't believe this display of bragadocio with zero follow-up so bragadocio it's a big word anyway. bragadocio you heard it here. We're going to rename the podcast. It's the Bragadocio. You've been sick laying in bed. Live big word. St. Paul. I'm the Bragadocio. I'm a words guy. Bah! Anyway, uh, he, I believe he called them all put and grabbed the bottle and then poured everybody's shots. And uh, that was the start of a real good night. But you I know like what? I like that. That's a good story. That, uh, I do not like cracking black rum. After I like Kraken. I also like Sailor Jerry. Sailor Jerry is a really oh. fun time. I have had yeah, also. some they're of all. the worst nights of my life. And when I say worst, I mean best with Sailor Jerry. Brad, mm -hmm. can you retell this story that you told me the other day about the Olympians hanging, like hiding out in the basement? Uh, 
I wasn't there, so it's all hearsay. I, can I like that. I repeat that. Um, there. It was a cold winter night. There was a cold winter night during uh, some bond spiel, and there were some Olympians that had fun at a bar nearby and had to leave that bar after having too much fun and was, uh, there was authorities looking for them and they kind of hung out in the basement until said authorities left. So the authorities actually came to the curling club? That's what I heard. It's all hearsay, not from personal observance, but, uh. Did the bar rhyme with Fostello's? No. What about Gurns? Yes. It rhymes with Gurns. Okay. From what I understand. But I've been told it might have been a different bar. So, like I say, it's all hearsay. It's all hearsay. Tell me a little bit about your family history. Yeah. Oh, at the curling club? Like, uh, like no, I'm assuming that Wausau in is important to your family. Are you from there? Not that I'm aware of. No, we're all uh, my uh, parents, St. Paul. Um, basically, my uh, my grandparents, my parents, my aunts and uncles all curled in the 50s and 60s at the St. Paul Curling Club for a long time. And then once they started procreating, having us children, then they all started kind of fading away, which could listen to this story. Make sure you're still curling. But once they started having us kids, they started kind of all peeling away from curling until I believe Uncle Stanley was the last holdout in the early 80s. And then he was done curling. And then uh, Uncle Stanley? Mm-hmm. Who's still a curler now. Nice. Brought him back. Basically, uh, grandfather passed away. And at the wake. I'm sorry to hear the that. The room. Yeah. It was 92, so I'm over it by now. But still going to be lucky if yeah. we get that long. But uh, at the wake, the, who are all, I recognize people of family, but it's like, who are all all these other people? And there was a lot of people, and they seem different. And they're all connected or whatever. They well, seem different? Well, that's a curler. That's a curler. That's a curler. The whole room was like curlers from way back in the day that came to, that curl with Grandpa in the 50s and 60s and came back to remember. From that, my brother and one of my cousins decided, hey, we're going to start curling for Grandpa. And this is around 92. And then we all started kind of creeping back into curling. And so my brother's back into curling. I'm back into curling. My sister's back into curling. My my dad eventually came back to curling. A couple uncles, aunts, and cousins, and siblings, and stuff like that. So we've kind of spawned on and kind of kind of a resurgence. Or That's really cool. That is yeah. cool. Yeah, so it's fun. What's yeah. the earliest curling memory? I don't. I was too young to remember being brought down to the curling club, but I remember my brother and my sister talking about, oh, they had a popcorn machine and orange pop at the curling club and stories like that. And uh, but my earliest curling memory would probably be that wake from my grandfather's wake, because I don't remember coming down to the curling club or anything like that. And then after that, like two years later, I'm curling now with my brother. And then eventually I got to curl. That's the beauty of the sport is. For four years, I got to curl in a league with my dad. That's really what cool. other sport? Yeah, you can golf with your dad, but you're not playing as a team. Who's better, you or your brother? Me or my brother? Well, he's... I mean, le- just in life. Just in, I don't mean in curling. Like, just who's a better person? Like, human being. Like, if you had to sum up all the debits and credits... If you'd ask public opinion, they'd probably say him, but in reality, it's probably me. Much, much better person. Yeah, well... Yeah, I would. I would. 
I'm not going to say. Because he now has buys me drinks, which I love. And I don't. So I that, love that and he I don't buys buy you me drinks. drinks. Well, yeah. no, you're giving me a drink. By the way, could you put a little more rum in this? It's kind of weak. Actually, is he buying the drinks or is the club buying the drinks, technically? No comment. Edit. <laughs> yeah, he's buying the drinks. <laughs> in your 20 years of curling, yep. what was like the best, like the most fun you've ever had at a bond spiel? Like which bond spiel? I've had a good. I've always had a good time going out to Kettle Moraine, Wisconsin. That's oh. my favorite bond spiel. I'm kind of. Where is that? That is a little bit west of Milwaukee, about 30, 40 minutes west of Milwaukee. Land. Yeah, Kettle Moraine, Heartland. That's fantastic bond spiel. The men's is traditional. It's invitational. It's a four end guarantees, ten end games. It's old How big school. is the curling club? They have, uh, I think, five sheets. Oh, that's interesting. Five sheets. Might be six. Might be six. Could be six sheets. It sounds like you've had a good Wisconsin time if you can't remember the number of sheets. Uh, How many sheets to the wind were you? uh, More than the sheets were there in the the building, yeah. But uh, definitely, no, it's great hospitality. I've always had a great time. It's always fun with the same people going out there. It's always kind of a rotation. So you go there every year? I go there every year. I've missed one year probably in the last 10 or 12. I like that invitational thing. Like, I really want to get in the Haberdauber. The Hopper Dabber is really, really fun. Yeah. Oh, Hopper Dabber. But great. you know what? I'm just a rookie. You know, nobody respects me. I get no respect around here. I am going to go to, um, I, I was asked to uh, be on a team. We're going to go to the Club Nationals in Alaska this year. Is it Anchorage or Fairbanks? Fairbanks, Fairbanks. yeah. And I've always wanted to go to Alaska, so I was pretty happy to be asked to have a team to go there. Well, you got to, don't you have to qualify? Oh yeah, yeah. To get there well, first, but yeah, one step at a time. But yeah, yeah. Well, we first set our goal to get there, and then we are going to work on. See, now you're setting the bar high, so you can walk right underneath it. Another, that? another short joke. <laughs> you know what? Hey, have you ever beaten up your brother? Uh no. I almost pushed him down the stairs once. I think. Has he ever beaten you up? No, but he thought it was funny to take the old floor vacuum and like bring it right in front of my face and whenever <laughs> something is brought in front of your face it's like, like rotating things what's your immediate reaction you put your hands in front of your face so my fingers went right into it and uh that didn't work out so well i would say just back away i like i like that that's a that's a good trick i'm gonna try that with ruby I actually was... his uh, his better trick was um like the weight bench downstairs in the basement and he oh. thought it was funny when my sister was gonna bench press that he would put crazy glue on the bar so once she's done with her set, she could not remove her hands, started screaming in the basement to try to get off that. And one of my, either my mother, my mother or my father yelled downstairs, leave your brother alone. Stop bothering him. <laughs> and later had to tear skin off of. Oh, that's sad. That's mean spirited, but nice. But it wasn't me. So it was actually funny. I did hear that historically the St. Paul Curling Club has been like 10, 15 years ahead of its time uh, with uh, minorities of any type, women, blacks, etc. Like they were accepting um, like before what women could vote or before women curl were curling elsewhere, they were curling here. But- and before, you know, minorities in Selby were doing anything, they were curling here and da 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 da. 
And uh, that was that was pretty interesting. I, I think I learned that during the production of the book, yeah. which was really, really cool. I'm glad that you said that because I was going to say, where did you hear that? During the production of the book. Yeah, you answered it. I think, well, the Curling Club is the most accepting place ever because everyone, you know, we're all curlers, we're all family. Come on yeah. in. Yep. Are there any minority curlers? There's not. There's not a lot. There's not a lot. Well, I think uh, it bears mentioning that uh, we became good friends with Jenna Lee Johnson, and she considers her curling family her real family, and and everything everything goes with with Jenna Lee and her interactions here, and it's 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 just a great pleasure to know her and hear her story and understand. Uh, what the club means to her. And I think that is true of a lot of people, and she's simply more honest about it. She talks about it more. Mm-hmm. And I think the club is a welcome, open place, and not enough people know about it. I don't think the city of St. Paul probably knows about it as much as they probably should. Which is probably a good thing. Yeah, why is that important? We're like, we, we're like full. Who cares if people know about us or not? Keep it, keep it quiet. We're having a good time. More visibility, more rules. Yeah. How long have you been curling? Five years. So you heard about the St. Paul Curling Club before you were curling? No. I approached the St. Paul Curling Club knowing nothing about curling and happened to see they were putting a book together. And from what I read, realized they had no idea what they were talking about. Didn't Tim? Which was isn't conf- Tim involved in that? Yeah. Oh, and Tim, so, so are you saying so Tim you helped produce he, the book that we yeah. have cases upon cases I don't of have unsold of copies? Books. I do. Can you get storage somewhere? I want a free copy of that book. Yeah, I can work on that. Yeah, I helped put the deal together, but I switched jobs. I was involved about halfway through production. I was not involved in like the print run or when it was going to be published or what was or going the on. number of copies they purchased. Yeah, you don't make that decision till the end when you under. Hey, Jordan. No, I know that's a point of contention. If you would have got, no, if you would have been, it's on not the, contention. If you it's been on the account the whole time, would they have ordered less books? I don't know. It's not my decision. Whose decision is it? Is it Tim's? I, I don't know. I because I was who not made in, the decision. The board made that decision. There was a centennial committee yeah. book. Blah blah blah. That book is going to be how many it's cases funny. are left? Are I there ten to, places? I tried to make a great point, and it's good. Like it's I know, but what's the great point? I don't get what the great point is. But the beauty of having excess books is those they, books are going to be good in the future. They don't spoil. Yeah. We yeah. give them out at Bonspiel prizes. We give them out to guests. Yeah, yeah. you don't need to convince me. You go to a national or world thing. Here's some. We can't here's hear. A, we can't a, hear Jordan. He's here's sitting. Case of books. He's sitting in the back, incredulous, like all <laughs> pissed off. You know, upset. in the last, in the last, and I'm the, in the, I'm the face of. In God. the last podcast, you had your fingers in that rotten pie. The last the interview, rotten pie <laughs> that is celebrated by curling members everywhere. The the last interview we did. I was telling him how I've been listening to podcasts, and it seems like podcasts have a lot of, like, really, like, people are, like, really punchy, and, you know, like, they're like, why you, and he was like, I can handle it, but obviously, he can't, he's got to take his coat off, he's all heated. Getting warm. He's warm. (laughs) Getting warm. Oh, no, so I'm happy with the book. My picture's in there twice, so I'm good. That's a good book. That doesn't bode well. This is great. Which lost childhood object or thing would you most like to find or rediscover? Your dingling, maybe? My My dingling. My dingling. dingling. Won't you play with my dingling? dingling?
Child- oh, childhood thing. Oh my god, that was awesome. God. Maybe my first Nintendo system. Which NES? NES. NES. No, Mario, I was Mario Nintendo. 3? Unbelievable. No, no, I was fucking Mario 1, push yeah. the cartridge down. You, you probably... I no, think no, you're, no, no, we're talking about the same thing. Yeah. I just... Mario 3 is like the game of games. Yeah. Mario 3 wasn't on the Nintendo, was it? <laughs> yes! Because the Super Nintendo came out, and it was it was Super Mario World. Good no, I, I, I'm a prequel guy. You'd I'm make always a good Mario. First version. Wouldn't you make a good hey, Mario? Hey, I'm a Mario. Okay. It's a me. Hey, a Luigi. I'm a Mario. I had a Bumbo. I had a gym. I had a gym teacher slash football coach in middle school. Say football. What is football? football? He had the mustache and he had the short, stocky build, and we just called him Super Mario, Mister Domenico. Brad. Yes. Can you cue up any ACDC on your iPad? Oh, right here. This is one of the first songs I learned to play in guitar. Unless I'm unless I'm piped on, this is what I'm thinking about listening while I'm walking out of this. And all the time. All the time. Brad, I'm so glad that you could come on our podcast. Stonecast. I'm glad you had me. This has been fun. Did you ever think that Stonecast rocks? Well, Stone and Rock kind of go together, so yeah, yeah it's inevitable. Yes, Stonecast rocks. And the internet is thunderstruck by it, I'm sure. <laughs> All right, so we're going to sign off here. We've spent a couple hours out in the parking lot of St. Paul. Here on Sheet 9. Sheet 9. On the we eve, have, eve of the summer spiel. Yeah, summer yeah. spiel's going on this weekend. I wish I could curl, but I'm going to go up to the cabin and catch some walleyes. Yep, that sounds great. Last party of the weekend here. Last party of the year. Should we do together? I'm rolling thunder! Pouring rain! I'm coming out like a hurricane. My life is rushing across the sky. You're only young, but you're gonna die. I'll take your place and I'll spend our lives. No running out of breath. This is 1980. It's gotta be louder, though, right? It's always gotta be louder. Turn it up! <laughs> I'm going to turn off our mics.